0: Greg Kelly: The latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Don't
1: wanna be an American idiot. Don't want a nation under the new media. Welcome to the Greg Kelly Show. Area. This is Lydia Serani filling in for Greg Kelly, who has a much-deserved day off, and I hope he's enjoying it with his beautiful wife and two children. Welcome again to The Greg Kelly Show. Are we about to go to war? I'm looking at the screens right now. It's saying any moment now, Russia announces uh, announcement on Ukraine. According to Biden, according to the Pentagon, we're, you know, Russia's about to invade Ukraine and this and that. And You know what's really sad? This could have all been avoided. The reason this is happening is because the whole world knows that Biden is feckless. He is useless. He is not all there and that he has a bunch of idiots surrounding him. They saw, Putin saw, President Xi saw what went down in Afghanistan and he said, my God, if they're going to leave their own people behind, their own citizens behind, they're not going to give two two S's about Ukraine. What people don't understand is that if Ukraine goes down, this will completely destabilize all of Europe. And if you think we won't feel the ripple effects here economically, uh, of of course, even with our safety. I mean, this this is a huge, huge deal that did not need to happen. You know how I know it needed not to happen because Senator Ted Cruz, he's not some kind of soothsayer or. He's not a, you know, what's that guy from, you know, like a genie, you know, he's psychic or anything like that. But he predicted this. All the Republicans predicted this. This is why we didn't want somebody like Biden in the White House. This is why we don't want Democrats in control, because they don't know what they're doing. They put their ideology before national security. Because they care more about loyalty, they care more about party affiliation than they care about keeping America safe, keeping prices down, keep allowing us to be able to put food on our table and pay our bills. So Senator Ted Cruz, back on December 7th of 2021... He said this in front of Congress regarding Nord Stream 2. Nord Stream 2, that's the pipeline over there. He said, listen, we got to put the sanctions on now. We have to show Putin now that we mean business, that we're serious, and that if he keeps those troops, those 100 – at the time it was 100,000, now – the Biden administration says it's one hundred fifty thousand. You want to keep those troops there? You want to keep playing with fire? Guess what? We're going to slap you with sanctions and we're going to keep slapping you with stuff until you back off, until you stop. Because people like Putin, the only way they learn and g is is by being strong, by you, you can't back down to a bully like Putin. And this is what Senator Cruz said back in front of Congress when they were going back and forth about putting sanctions on Nord Stream 2, and the Democrats were dead set against it. They shut down our pipeline, but they allowed them free reign, and in the process, Putin is is selling us uh, gasoline per barrel, oil per barrel over $90. It's going to hit $100. He is laughing all the way to the bank. They're laughing at us. Number three, this is Ted Cruz.
2: Reserving the right to object, I would note that what we just heard, was Democrats in this chamber objecting to sanctioning Nord Stream 2. It's worth understanding what that means. It means that Senate Democrats prioritize political loyalty to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris more than they do standing up to Vladimir Putin. A month or two from now, if God forbid we see Russian tanks moving into Ukraine, remember this moment where Senate Democrats objected, said, no, we won't sanction the pipeline. We won't save Ukraine. We won't stand up to Russia.
1: Well, there you have it. I mean, there you have it. So now what are they going to say? Now, now what are the Democrats going to say? And it's not all the Democrats, because I'm sure there was a lot of them there that were like, oh, my God, you know, maybe we should take a strong stance against Russia. Maybe, my God, he's he's amassing all of these troops there. This will destabilize the whole world. We can't do this. and But no, they're just weak, 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 like they did to Afghanistan. When in doubt, they'll just blame Trump or or they'll say it's racist. That's like their two go-to catchphrases. It's either racist or it's Trump's fault. That's how it goes with everything. Again, I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. That's on Twitter. And then you add a one to it for Instagram. And you can give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. I am filling in for Greg Kelly. And so Kirby, he is the Pentagon spokesman. He was asked, okay, plain and simple, did this was on Fox News. Have you guys learned anything from what you did with Afghanistan? I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing like another repeat here of, of Ukraine. I mean, think about it. We were there for Afghanistan. We kept a small troops there. You know, we weren't we weren't occupying Afghanistan. We needed to do that to to protect us from the terrorists. People don't realize that that this we need. It's not like we like going around and putting troops in, in, in foreign countries and this and that. Nobody likes doing that, but we have to do that when we look at the bigger picture. And Kirby, when he was asked, "Okay, did you guys learn anything from the disaster that was Afghanistan? That humanitarian crisis that's still unfolding there?" Take a listen to what Kirby said. Number one.
0: What has the administration learned from the chaos out of Kabul last August? Well, we're still digesting uh, what happened in, in August, Bill. I, I suspect your, your question is trying to, you know, get at sort of anything we
1: learned from August that we're trying to apply now. They are two very different circumstances, Bill, and there, there's, there's not a lot of parallel between uh, what we're seeing now in Ukraine and what we see what we saw in Afghanistan. We were. How how is it how is it really that much different? How is it? That, oh, oh, because they they won't be able to blame Ukraine on uh, Trump. Is that is that the difference? Because that's what they did when it came to Afghanistan. Oh, we were following Trump's advice. Well, you didn't want to follow Trump's advice on anything else. Everything that Trump has said, whether you like him or not. Listen, Trump, I didn't like the tweets. Some of the tweets he should have not gotten involved in this and that, because everything that comes to your head, you shouldn't be saying it. You know, like sometimes you got to be more presidential, more diplomatic. You have to keep things a little bit to yourself. And while some people love how Trump was, everything that was on his mind, the guy just said it. But when it comes to a a lot, there's a lot of snowflakes out there. There's a lot of people that get very offended by every little thing somebody says. So, yes. But was Trump right on 90 percent of the things that he did? Absolutely. And I wish he would have people would have focused more on his policies. If you remember, this was Trump when he did a 60 minutes interview with Leslie Saul, right? And he said, listen, Clinton, 2016, Hillary Clinton, my presidential uh, opponent, she was spying on me. And then she was spying on him, not only in Trump Tower, she spied on him while he's in the White House. And nobody's talking about it. And this was John Durham just released a report, what, two weeks ago? Not even. and no, And still nobody's talking about it. The only people talking about it here. And that is such a huge deal to be spying on a sitting president. To be spying on, it makes, it makes Watergate look like, I don't know, some kind of uh, high school disagreement. I mean, if you think about it, just how egregious this was. And John Durham, this wasn't like a guy that, you know, he's like a Trump supporter or anything. This is an independent investigator. He came out with a report saying there is proof there that the Clinton campaign was mining data in order to try and link Trump to Russia. They were... Listening in, spying. Meanwhile, Trump, when he was on with sixty minutes, Leslie Stahl, this is what how the exchange went down, number eighteen.
0: Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify. It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. No. And then they went much further than that and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just
3: don't want to no. put it on the oh, air.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, they just they, – they don't want – and that's what the problem is. When you have a media that covers up for the White House or the media that wants to just kind of perpetuate a single type of narrative, then the American public, they are misled because when the media lies, democracy dies. You see that in every communist, socialist, any type of repressive regime, the first people that they go after, it's the media. They always go after the religion. You know, they do that. They want to crush any kind of religion, the Christians, the Jews, because they know that religion brings strength to people and they want to divide and conquer. So that's that's the other thing. But then with the media, they want to control the media and make sure that the media spits out whatever they say. And that's why you hear about journalists in Mexico and in Russia and China and they get killed. And remember, during COVID China, you had journalists who had never been seen from again because they were talking about how this uh, this out-of-control virus and people were dying and, uh, you know, you they're dead. They're gone. We, we never heard from them again. And so what's really scary here is that America, that's what we're known for is telling the truth, freedom of the press, lands of the free, home of the brave, but nobody's brave anymore. We don't feel free anymore because we're not learning what is really going on. Hillary Clinton, the fact that she can even show her face again, the fact that she went and spoke at the Democratic Party here in New York State and is kind of testing the waters to see if she could run again, just shows just how bold and brazen a lot of these hypocritical, uh, criminal-like—I'm not going to call her criminal straight up because you're in—unlike the Democrats, I feel like you're innocent until proven guilty. But the bottom line is, like, this should have done her in. This should have done her in, but it's not doing her in because she's going to probably try and run again. That's how crazy John Durham's report came out. It's been, we know that there is truth to it and nobody's covering it. And I guarantee you, our studios are here in midtown Manhattan. If I went and asked like 10 people, do you know about John Durham's report? Unless they watch Fox News or listen to WABC radio or Newsmax or Brett Bart or some of the other conservative or right-leaning type of media organizations, they would know nothing about it. And they would say, oh, yeah, just like Hillary said, it's all a bunch of lies. He just makes up stuff because any the that gets turned on Donald Trump, he comes out with this lie. And that is the narrative that is being perpetuated by the media. I'm telling you now, if the media had not uh, just gone along with everything the Biden administration and the Democrats gave them, I mean, sometimes I wonder... If, like, the reports that they put out are, you know, that the Times put out, it's like somebody from the White House wrote it for them, and then they're just basically reprinting it at this point. Oh, um, Kevin Perez, that's the board op. He is giving me the signal to go to break. I'm Lydia Serrani filling in for Greg Kelly. Give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That number is 1-800-848-9222, and I will be taking your calls. And we're going to be talking a lot more about uh, what's going on. It's saying Putin to declare Ukraine independent. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means. This did not need to happen. And, of course, we'll talk about what's going on here in New York, and then we'll talk about you're not going to believe what's been going on with some fifth graders. They went away to sleepaway camp, and some adult men were allowed We're allowed, we're told they could sleep with little girls. Yes, this is true. I'll be right back.
0: Greg Kelly.
3: This is The Greg Kelly Show.
1: I smile. She's she golden. She lives for me. Then she leaves me ovation, of all motivation. She welcome she back goes to the Greg Kelly Show. That's in third eye blind. There, semi-charm life. We we do live a charm life. I know I do. I mean, this is pretty fantastic. I get to fill in and talk on the uh, this iconic radio station. And uh, you know what better what better life? And to speak the truth, right? That's what uh, that's that's what my boss tells me, John Katzmitidis. He's like, listen, you know. Just tell the truth. That's all you got to do. And if you have the facts to back up the truth, then, you know, people can't really argue with you because facts don't care about your feelings. That's that's the bottom line. And the fact is we're in a lot of these predicaments that we're seeing throughout the country, the high gas prices. Therefore, then we're seeing, you know, our Con Ed bills going up. We're seeing our food prices go up. Just our gallon of milk go up. Everything goes up. Anything that's transported That has anything to do with gasoline has gone up because of what President Biden's in with his first executive order, shutting down that XL pipeline. I mean, we went we were energy. We had so much oil. We have like 100 years worth of oil in the ground. At least we were making so much oil that we were exporting it. We were making money off of it. Now we're losing money. Every single day, millions upon millions of dollars. And all of that money is going to an adversary. It's going to Putin. Think about how ridiculous that is. And you tell me, where where is the energy? Where is the oil cleaner? Where are the higher standards? If the Democrats truly cared about it being some sort of environmental reason as to why they shut down the pipeline here. And then they lifted all sanctions when it came to Nord Stream 2 so the russian pipeline we're buying their oil over there at over $90 a barrel so they're making money hands over fist putin they're they're just it's it's like a joke it's a joke and now i read another article today that even if we wanted to dig for more oil like the biden administration won't even allow you to dig or do anything and the whole purpose of this they claim is because they want us to be more green more energy efficient the only green Biden and Pelosi and AOC and all these others care about is the ones that flood their bank accounts. Think about it. How How is it possible that Barack Obama went from being a senator making just a very average salary to now he has like a $20 million estate in Martha's Vineyard? You look at Pelosi. She's made all of this money on on what? $165,000 a year? Look Look at them. And meanwhile, Trump who they demonized and said he was basically the devil and the crook and Russia collusion, this and that and whatever, he actually, his net worth went down after he left the White House. You look at Congressman Peter King, he's another one. He's as humble uh, as at a good guy as they get. But yet the Democrats, you always hear about it. You never really hear about the, you know, the you hear about the Detroit mayors and the D.C. mayors and the corruption. You don't really hear. I'm not saying Republicans are all innocent. Don't get me wrong but by and large they are full of it okay that's 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 about it they're full of it and if you honestly think they care about you and they care about equality and they care about the environment then you are delusional this is all about them Trying to achieve some sort of agenda because if they truly cared, I'm going to take your phone calls. I see the board lighting up. One 9222 That number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly Serrani's with a C C U R A N A J. If they truly cared about us going green, right? Wouldn't they have built some electric car plants here and made sure that we had all of the materials here already? Wouldn't they have just kind of shut down the pipelines then little by little? Before, so to make sure that we were ready to make that transition into electric car and this and that or whatever, they don't care. And and they don't care. And it, the, it's a, it's actually not even true because how are you going to power the plants? And I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really sad. Oh, I got another break already. So I got a lot of phone calls. So. Robin, Mike, Judith, I'm going to take your phone calls after the break. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. We'll be right back with your phone calls. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Oh, they don't make music like this anymore. This is Kurt Cobain, Heart Shape Box Nirvana. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly Show. Oh, yes, the bleeding heart liberals, right? They try to make it seem like they care so much about people and, and equality and the environment. They don't care. They don't care because if they cared, they wouldn't be doing these things. Look at Biden. He is he is strangling our economy. Look at everything that's going on in the world. It's really scary. It's really frightening. I'm Lydia Serrano, in for Greg Kelly. Thankfully, he has taken the day off to spend with his uh, beautiful girls, his wife and his two children. He has two girls. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Rocco from Suffolk County.
2: Good afternoon, Lydia. Lydia, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is an emergency stockpile. To preserve access to oil in case of natural disasters, national security issues. Lydia, I'm sure you remember the 50 million barrels that Joe Biden released. 50, 50 yeah. million barrels of oil, and you know what? A- Americans use 20.7 million barrels a day, so that's two, two and a half days. <laughs> so we we had that oil right at 500 million dollars. It cost us right to replace, after Joe Biden released the 50 million barrels of oil, it's going to cost us $5 billion. You know, they make moves without taking into consideration the financial ramifications of such moves, which is why I come to the conclusion that, you know, the Republicans, they tell us that, uh, in reference to government debt at all levels, that you don't get out of a hole by digging it deeper. And the Democrat response to government debt is what hole?
1: Right, they just want to deny, or it's Trump's fault, or it's racist, because you're asking why are we digging the hole? I mean, yes, I, I agree with you, Rocco, and they're just digging us further and further. And thank God they killed the bill and saved America with Build Back Better. I mean, they wanted to put us even further in the hole. Everything Biden does is wrong. Thank you so much, Rocco from Suffolk County, for calling in, faithful listener here. You see what's happening at the border? We know that fentanyl is poisoning specifically our children. We're hearing about it in Connecticut, kids overdosing on marijuana. When did you ever hear about kids dying from their first hit of marijuana? Because they're lacing it with fentanyl, and that drug is coming in from China. We've had over 100,000 opioid deaths in America just last year alone, and you know that's undercounted. That's why you're seeing so much of a homeless epidemic. It's all tied in with the drugs all the drugs that are pouring in across the border, and you're like, well, why would drug dealers sell us drugs that are poisoning people and causing them to die after their first hit? Like, why would you kill up your customer? Because China doesn't care. They want to dumb down America. They want us to go brain dead. They don't care. That, that's, that's the, it's a godless, they're, the com, the Chinese Communist Party are godless. They're soulless. They only care about world domination. And yet the president... Our, our own president is basically working with them. You hear you see that that report, the best selling author, Peter Schweitzer. He claims that President Joe Biden's son, Hunter and other members of the Biden clan have received at least thirty one million dollars from various Chinese elites as part of a lucrative trade deals and multiple business ventures. You can't you it's it's kind of, it's the, the proof is there at this point that the reason Biden is doing all of these moves to benefit China and benefit our adversaries is because he's he's compromised. Think about it. If we go electric, where are the electric car batteries made? Where are 90% of them made? Where are all the minerals? Where are they mined? Who makes all of the solar panels? They're made in China. That's that's what's happening. They're made in China. So if we go electric, the people that are going to make the most money – aside from Nancy Pelosi and her husband and other members of Congress that got all of this stock in Tesla and everything like that, it's China. China wins, America loses. Russia wins, America loses. That's all you kind of have to put it in common sense. I mean, you see that the border is out of control. You see terrorists coming across. You see encounters have, have quadrupled like numbers that we've never seen before. Drugs are pouring in. Sex traffickers are pouring in. It's not sustainable. You say, okay, let's enforce the border close the door right that's what you would say if if your house was constantly getting robbed right you see it cuz i live in i live in westchester county right and what do they say to you if you don't want your car broken into stop leaving the door open right you get those messages right on facebook they say stop leaving your purse in the front seat right cuz it's common sense well why aren't our leaders issue, you know doing the same kind of common sense actions Close the border. Make sure the right people are getting in, the right people that deserve to be here. And and we're allowing sex traffickers, criminals, terrorists, gangsters, MS-13, you name it, across the border. Meanwhile, when it comes to people in Ukraine, eh, you're on your own. When it comes to people in Afghanistan, eh, you're SOL. You know, wh- why is that? Why? Oh, Cuba. Forget Cuba. We don't care about you. Why is it? Oh, I know why. Because they vote Democrat that's what it that's what it's about that's why they're flying people in the middle of the night to towns like the Westchester County Airport putting them on buses going into your neighborhood and i it's not even i know they're not even being tested for covid meanwhile you know of people that have lost their job because they didn't get the covid shot yet these people aren't wearing masks so we don't know who they are never mind if they have had a covid shot this and that all that other stuff they don't care as long as they remain in power this is all about power and control uh, let's go to Mike from St. James
2: Hello Lily Hello, Lydia. Thank you. Uh, about two weeks ago on your station and in the New York Post was a report about those mysterious unmarked airplanes landing at Westchester Airport. Mm-hmm. Was there any update or did any public official do anything about it or give an explanation of what's going on
1: no. No, they don't. They just say, you know what? This is what we're doing. We're bringing it, in, bringing in people in, and all the the proper authorities were made aware of it. But that's it. I know Rob Astorino. He's been really outspoken about it, and that's that's where we are. They're doing it all over the country, and just you know how much it costs to educate just one child, at least here in New York, it's about like thirty five thousand dollars a year. Who's going to pay for that? We are. Who's going to house them? Who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for the health care costs? forget about even from a national security safety issue economically this is really bad i don't even know how else to say it this is just this is not sustainable oh mike is mike well, has
2: the has the uh, county executive made any statement about what's going on that airport is supposed to be closed after 12 midnight
1: right Thank you. I know, Mike, I I agree with you. And it's it looks like it's above our head because it's the federal government. And that's why that video that you saw that uh, Rob Astorino put out, who was the Westchester County executive, and now he is running for New York governor. That video was he he got that from the Freedom of Information Act through the sheriff's deputy, the Westchester County Sheriff's Department, because the Westchester County Sheriff's Department had no idea that this was happening. And they're like, well, who are these people? But this is obviously a part of the federal government. And then the federal government supersedes the state level. And that's why we need Governor Hokel. At the end of the day, Governor Hokel has be- has become such a, such a disappointment. I am so utterly disappointed in her because she, before she went into office, I know of people that know her. And they said she was a very kind of uh, common sense politician. She comes from a hardworking Irish, you know, Catholic family, a lot of kids, this and that. And now she's become so woke. I was listening to her at the Democratic Convention talking about Trump Republicans, this and that. She refuses to tweak the bail reform. She refuses to do anything about the homeless crisis, especially on the subway. She's refusing to say anything about the border. She's refusing to do anything uh, about anything. She's just going along with their status quo. She doesn't care. All she cares about is getting that Democratic nomination, and she's going to do whatever it takes. And what she doesn't realize is that at least eight and a half million New York City New Yorkers are outraged by what's going on with the bail reform. That's what we're going to be talking about. People don't realize we're not saying that it's correct that that kid that was busted with a backpack and he had some mental issues that he, you know, he wound up in Rikers for years and then committed suicide. That should have never happened that kind of reform needed to happen but we have gone so far left that it's not even recognizable anymore when you have 90% of crimes that are not eligible for bail when you have people that are walking around with 46 arrests when you have toddlers that are being punched in the face by guys with like 20 arrests and you got moms that have to tackle the guys so they don't randomly beat up their their little baby you got a problem you got a problem, and this isn't a black or white issue. This is a crime and safety issue. You're either pro criminal or you're not. We keep talking about well, that's when you hear the regressives, notice I don't call them progressives. They all talk about well, if you bring back bail, if you bring back the bail the way it was, you're gonna see more black men, more men of color. they're going to be held in pre trial detention you're they're gonna fill up the jails, this and that, okay. All right. Uh, nobody wants to see a single, you know, group of people being, uh, you know, singled out and being put behind bars. Or, but what about the what about the what about the victims of those crimes? What about them? They 90 percent of those people are black and brown. What about them? You, you're constantly the regresses are constantly talking about the criminals that are black and brown. What about them? This is racist. This is racist. What about the victims? that just want to be able to walk down the street. They are the minorities. Asian hate crimes have skyrocketed 300%. You're seeing all of the victims that happen on the subways. They're from the black and Brown community. What about them? Why do they care more about the criminals than they do about the victims? Somebody explain that to me. Let's go to Joe from Queens.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to say you're absolutely right about, um, uh, that I'm not caring about the working people. Uh, it was, uh, it was, the, it was the mayor who, who got together with the, uh, the unions against the city retirees and, and, and put this uh, Medicare Advantage plan together and, and is now pushing us into this plan uh, that we really don't want. And to keep our old plan is going to charge us a lot of money. And most of us retirees are on a fixed income.
1: They, they could care less, and that's why Eric Adams – I know a lot I know Greg Greg can't stand Eric Adams. We know that, right? <laughs> he can't stand Eric Adams. I wanna give Eric Adams a chance. I wanna give him a shot because so far he is doing I know that you can't compare like him to de Blasio because I mean the guy that holds open the door for me down the block at the McDonald's, he's better than de Blasio, so I'm not gonna say that. But he's already done a lot by just speaking out, but he's not doing enough. He needs to realize the power that he has. I think Eric Adams is kind of caught up a little bit in the celebrity. However, you know, which is which is normal when you first come into a really high-profile position of power. But I don't think he realizes just how much power he has. He is the nation's mayor, as John Katz calls him. And what he does here in New York City will not only reverberate throughout New York, it'll throughout the country, I think even the world, just like Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, we had people come from all over the world to try and learn how Rudy cleans up New York City. And Mayor Adams, he can do the same thing because the Democrats, the regressives, they've put us so far down in the hole due to these uh, ridiculous covid policies and lockdowns and soft on crime, radical leftist ideas That Mayor Adams can really bring this city back to life, bring it back from the brink, from the precipice of chaos and confusion and anarchy, because that's where we are headed right now. That's where we are headed. Think about it. A four-year-old got punched in the face, viciously punched in the face randomly. That's how bad things are. But nobody cares. Why? Because the kid is Latino. You want to talk about racism? That's racism, okay? That's racist. That nobody cares. Nobody cares about people, the victims. Nobody cares about them. Why? Why don't they care about them? Why do do they only care if it's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, Natalie Holloway, but they don't care about the kid walking down the street in the Bronx that gets slugged in the face or the 11-month-olds in the Bronx at 199th and Valentine that got shot in the face. Could you imagine if that had happened at 72nd and Central Park West? I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. Give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That number is 1-800-848-9222. I'll be taking your calls. I see you guys waiting for me, and I'll be right back.
3: Greg Kelly. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
0: She's got a smile
1: that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories where everything was my Axelrod. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly show. I'm Lydia Serrani. That's a little Axel Rose. Can you believe he used to go out with Stephanie Seymour? He got some really hot girls and he just looked, I don't even know how, that, I don't even know how that happened. But anyway, Um Lydia Serrani. Greg Kelly has the day off. I see the phone calls blowing up because I defended Eric Adams. I'm just kidding. Um, listen, Eric Adams, he's got a, he's manning up. He is manning up, okay? He is manning up. It's not easy. He's trying to do it in a diplomatic way. Think about it. If he came out and was just like, this is what we got to do, this and this and this, he would get so much blowback. And thank God, you know, as Curtis Lee would say, his complexion is his protection, okay? You know why? Because he said something very Rudy Giuliani-esque the other day. He said the subways are not for sleeping, no more barbecuing, this and that, right? Could you imagine if there was a white mayor that said that? Oh, my God, he's racist. What is he trying to say? That black people love barbecue and they love chicken. So he's trying to say it's only black people, this and that. Nobody's saying anything. You, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? He is the perfect guy to lead us back, lead us back into becoming the, the biggest and greatest safe city in the world. He can bring us back, but he's got two major obstacles. He has got Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty Senate, and Senate Majority Leader Andrea Sewer cousins, these two people they're also both African American most people don 't know who they are, and i 'm giving but they 're the ones that are controlling the fact of this bail reform they're the ones that are stopping it in its tracks and they're giving out false information when we know that a majority of the people that get arrested for for crimes and they get released without bail go on to commit more crimes that's what keeps happening. that poor girl that got killed. The 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee in Chinatown, the guy that killed her, he had a rap sheet a mile long. He had just broken somebody's nose. You had the other Asian um, guy. Oh, my goodness. I'm so bad with names. But he was collecting cans, and then he got bashed over the head, and he was killed, and he was in a coma. That guy had a long rap sheet. We are seeing seeing a common thread here. And what what nobody wants to talk about, and I wish Eric Adams would say this, what is going on? In the African American community, that there is some sort of hatred for Asians. What is going on there? Every single incident that we have seen here in New York City of anti Asian hate has been perpetuated by a black man or a black woman. Okay? And that's not a rate. that's not that's not being being racist. I'm I'm just telling you the facts. If it was a white person, it would be on every TV screen right now, right? But why are we so afraid to speak the truth and say what's really going on? Let's go to Judith from Brooklyn.
3: Hi, Lydia. You know, I'm listening to your monologue, and a few things came to my mind. First of all, I called them regressive, aggressive, aggressive depressive. <laughs> and Carl Hasty, I call him Carl Beastie. If you look how you spell his name, he, he, he's impossible with his bail reform. But getting to two things. I'm thinking to myself, we are living in a doping and dumbing down of America, indoctrinating out little kids, illegal invasion. This is all on purpose. China has a lot to do with it, but it's also got to do with regressives, as you call them also. But I also want to tell you, there's an expression called, cut your nose off despite your face. And what I'm trying to say is, I wonder how many more idiots are out there, like the two idiots I met last week, two white ladies from Boston. And I'm telling you, Lydia, if you would have spoken to them, and they voted for Biden as an anti-Trump vote, that's the only reason. I asked them, "What did you not like about Trump?" Oh, I didn't like his personality. I don't like the way he took care, take care of women. Well, I hope they're happy now because, and they're still like, give him a chance, Biden, whatever. They don't believe. They believe lies as facts, Lydia. If you would tell them, but this is a fact. They say absolutely not. Who you?
1: You're 100 percent right, Judith, because we do have to go to a hard break in just a minute. That's that's exactly it. They want to believe their own lies, and they don't. They're so far dug in into believing that Biden was going to be the savior and unify the country when he has just done absolutely the opposite. Uh, We got one minute left. Okay, so I'm going to take your phone calls after the break. And you heard me tease it earlier about what's going on to Judith's point from Brooklyn. She's a longtime caller here. They are indoctrinating our children. You and I know what's right, right? But our kids, they don't know any better. And wait till you hear what happens at an elementary school in Orange County, California. And Orange County is actually a very Republican type of uh, county. So when you hear it happening there, they had grown men sleeping with young children at a sleepaway camp, little girls. And this is all permitted due to state law. That's what's going on, and they're trying to convince us that that's the right way to do things and that if you're against it, that means you must be transphobic or phobic or you're anti-this or you're anti-that. No, I am pro-child. I am pro-common sense. I am pro-America. I am Lydia Serrani, in for Greg Kelly. We'll be right back. I'll take your phone calls.
0: Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. the
1: new age. We are waking everybody up. They don't want to be woken up, but we're going to wake them up to this nonsense. I just actually reported Joy Reid's tweet on Twitter. I, I literally just did like a second ago. She actually tweeted that today is not just President's Day. It's also John Lewis's birthday. In red states, kids may not be allowed to learn about why John Lewis is important. Lest the history of white segregationists, police beating him on a bridge, blah, 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 makes parents feel uncomfortable and because uh, Alabama authorities, like most Southern authorities, wanted to banish both the right to march in peaceful protests and the right of black people to vote. Do you believe this? That is a lie. That is a lie. Red states are not trying to prevent black people from voting. They're not trying to prevent you, our child, from learning about John Lewis as a civil rights leader. They are not. I, I, I learned about John Lewis. I, they're trying to prevent Critical race theory where we're indoctrinating and brainwashing our children into thinking that because they're black or that they're oppressed and if they're white, they're oppressors. That's what we are up against. We don't want skin color to determine how you should treat someone, Joy Reid. We want somebody's character, their values, how they treat other people, whether they're honest or not. That's what we want to be a a value. I don't care if you're purple. I don't care if you're green. I don't care if you're you're yellow. If you're a good person, that's what should matter, and that's what parents want. That's what all Americans want, right? I, I they're they're this radical small portion of people that make a lot of noise, and we need to stop listening to them. We don't listen to them, but our leaders listen to them. Joe Biden listens to them. You got the media corporations listening to them. I'm Lydia Serrano I'm in for Greg Kelly, who has a much Deserved a day off. The guy works nonstop 12 hours a day. So I'm glad he took the day off to enjoy it with his family. Uh, AOC, I'm going to go in. I'm going to talk about AOC because she's an idiot. Yeah, you know, AOC, the reason I talk about AOC is because she has become basically the poster child of this radical left movement. She represents everything that is wrong with the Democratic Party. And I wish the Democratic Party would just kick her out altogether because she is not representative of most Democrats that I know. She is she's she's stupid. I I know that sounds really harsh and mean. And you guys have heard me before. I, I see here who said somebody was asking what, what I used to call Cuomo. I called him Fuchazi. Fuchazi means evil face because he was I, I I because of the nursing home crisis, because of the five million dollar book deal. A lot of other things that we've been hearing, it's just an expression in Albanian. You know, he's just like a, a bad guy. How about that? A bad guy. AOC, I, I think she's just not that intelligent. I think that's what it is. Or she's an evil genius. It's it's one or the other. This is who Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, and even President Biden are afraid of. This is They are afraid of AOC. She is listens to how she complains about her job. Number 17. The thing they don't tell you about working in Congress is that you do what you're supposed to do. You're working all the time, which means that you have no time to like set up your life. So I spent weeks sleeping on an air mattress, and I don't own a chair, so I'm going to try to do that. We're listening to a woman that was sleeping for weeks on an air mattress and doesn't own a chair. She doesn't know how to coordinate her own life to have a bed to sleep on and a chair to sit on. That's 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 what we're doing. I mean, she's an idiot. She really is. Then the I'm 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 not trying to pick on her. I'm just explaining to you because they hold her up to to we should not be afraid of her. She needs to be ignored. She needs to be and you're like, Well, Lydia, look what you. No, I'm highlighting this because we need to You'll never hear that soundbite on CNN. You'll never hear it um, on MSNBC or Channel 7, Channel 4. You'll never hear it on even the local news stations. Anytime she sounds like an idiot, you'll never hear it. It's just like they kind of grab those little glimpses. And because she's very pretty, she is a, she's a pretty girl. She's She's got the hair and the nice wardrobe and she's cool. And everybody's going after her because she flew first class from Texas to New York or whatever. I don't care she flew first class but the problem is she's all about equality she's all about well I I I don't want to be an elitist and I think interns should be paid and this and that and, and you know well, well and and meanwhile she's flying first class who's paying her salary who she's obviously that's very I've never flown first class it's very expensive nor would I because I feel like it's a waste of money she drives around in an expensive Tesla car she went to um uh, what's that called the the gala the Met Gala. I know her her ticket was comped, but she clearly loves that that lifestyle. So just admit it and stop trying to pretend like you're this like, you know, cute little bartender. Like you you have been you've you've worked so hard and you're one of us. You're not. You grew up in Yorktown Heights. You're not even from the Bronx. People from the Bronx sound like me. They don't sound like they don't sound like hi. This is AOC and I'm gonna now I'm, not, I'm gonna I should do the whole show and you guys will be so annoyed and turn off the radio as AOC. But I can't. Even I can't sound. I can't sound that stupid the entire time. Here she is. Here's AOC talking about how she doesn't think we'll have a democracy in in a decade in ten years from now. Fifteen.
0: You used a phrase it, earlier in the midst of this. If we have a democracy ten years from now,
1: mm-hmm. do you think we won't? I think there's a very real risk that we will not. I think what we
0: risk
3: is. Having a a, a government that
1: perhaps postures as a democracy and may try to pretend that it is, but isn't. She doesn't even know what a democracy is. And then Don Lemon explains what she means about not having a democracy. If we don't have a democracy in 10 years, it's because of people like her. It's because of Rashida Tlaib. It's because they want to make us into a communist state. And they don't even know what the difference between socialism and communism they have. She is so clueless. This is why she says why we won't have a democracy in 10 years. Again, spewing lies. 16.
0: She is talking about attacks on voting rights and Republicans who won't admit
1: uh, an election defeat. Voting rights? There is no, if there's too, there's too many voting rights. There are too many people that are allowed to vote here in New York. You don't even need an ID. If you're if you're a, a five year old, you needed a vaccine a vaccine passport or whatever to get into Burger King, basically. Remember, when you were seeing that the kids were getting kicked out of Applebee's, and they're staging these protests. Meanwhile, like you can go and vote. I've been joking around, but I'm kind of serious that if you want to be the next mayor of New York City or any kind of uh, elected official, all you need to do is get a couple of buses and hand out twenty dollar bills to people because that's all you need to do. You load up a bunch of people on the buses and you drive them up to the polls. And you have and you unload them and then they go into the voting and they they just vote and vote and vote and you just give them twenty bucks. People will do it for twenty bucks. You don't know who they are. You don't know if they voted multiple times. This is how crazy it is that it, it's harder for a five year old to get into Burger King and sit down and eat in New York City than it is for a random person to go and vote. That's our democracy. That's when our democracy is being threatened. That's what America was founded on. Our our country was founded on because we didn't want a monarchy. We wanted to be able to choose our, our leaders. If our elections are compromised and the whole underpinning, the, the very foundation this country was built upon is ruined. It's shaky. And when you have a messed up foundation, then the whole house crumbles. And that's why it is so important to have secure elections and to vote idiots like this out of office. We need to stop being so apathetic and say, well, I don't care about politics. You don't care about politics, but the politics sure care about you. And you're going to care because when you're going to see your paycheck cut in half, because all the money that you made, half of it is going to social programs and to migrants that could care less about you. And they might be dealing your kids drugs in the back alley and marijuana, you know, laced with fentanyl could kill them with one hit. It's getting it's uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little upset here, but that's, you know, getting it's, I know I should calm down. Right. I, should, I need I need some marijuana. I've never smoked marijuana, by the way. Never smoked weed. I'm very anti drug. I, I do. I'll I'll pop an Advil. I'll pop a Tylenol. But no, I'm very anti-drug because I'm kind of like a control freak. And now I don't even drink anymore. We went out the other night, like a bunch of us from work, and I don't even drink anymore. I just, like, I can't. I just can't. I, I Like, I wake up, even a, a glass of wine, I'll get a headache the next day. What's up with that? All right, let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Paula from New Jersey. Good
3: afternoon. Uh, I love your show. Um, I just wanted to wish our beloved president, Donald J. Trump, a wonderful day. We miss him, and we wish him all the best today. Uh, For our current president, we wish him good health, and we hope that he will protect us. That's what I have to say today.
1: Thank Thank you, Paula. She had some kind of background feed. Let's go to Dennis from New Jersey.
0: In reference to your conversation about uh, Eric Adams, Eric Adams hired his brother, or attempted to, because he was afraid of white supremacists. He told us that he didn't talk with Giuliani, but he did talk with Cuomo to Mm -hmm. pick his brain, because Giuliani is a racist. So I think Eric Adams is a jerk, and he's not a good mathematician. If you look at government statistics, Lydia, blacks shoot one another at 12 times the rate white people do. So if he's to be afraid of anybody— he should be afraid of other black people. What do you think of that?
1: I. It's true. The statistics are there. Their statistics are there. We had on John Catsimatidis show five o'clock. By the way, I will. I sit alongside John Matidi's every day, Monday through Friday at five o'clock. We had a an activist, a mother from Harlem, and I asked her. I said, "What is your greatest fear?" She's African American woman. She said that my thirteen year old son walking down the street will be shot by somebody that looks like him. You have a much greater chance as a black man or a black person to be killed by another black person than you will ever have by a cop or any other white person. Those are the facts. Bo Diedel has been on, and he's, he has he has told the facts. The majority of homicides are perpetuated by black people on other black people, and nobody wants to talk about that. Why, why is there so much hatred? Why is there so much anger? Why is there so much violence? They want to blame the guns, the guns, the guns. Of course, guns kill people, but it's people that are pulling those triggers, and the guns are already here, and they're always going to be here, that iron pipeline, is, you know, those Democratic talking points. But nobody wants to get to the real issue, the real problems that start obviously in the home, and then the school system perpetuates it. Because you've got a school system here, at least in New York City, where kids can show up late and nobody cares. Kids don't show up at all. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And the kid feels like nobody cares about them. There's no after-school programs. There's no sports. There's nothing. There's nothing for them to do but just to go out on the streets and hang out. And you know what they say, idleness is the devil's playground. And that's what's happening. The parent, if they do have a good parent, he or she is working, the grandmother's working. And it doesn't matter if you're green, okay, if you're purple. If you grow up in, a, in an environment that is filled with drugs and crime and chaos You have a parent that's not loving, that doesn't show they care about you. You have a teacher that doesn't care about you or a principal that cares about you. You're going to grow up screwed up and you're going to end up in the system or you're going to end up dead or you're going to end up on drugs. That's that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter what color you are. So why don't we get to the root of the problem instead of saying, well, there's so many black people that are going to jail. You know, we got to stop putting them in jail. How about we should help them find a better life well before when they're young kids well before they hit 16, 17, 15 years old, well before they get into the system because by then it's almost too late. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. I'll be taking more of your phone calls and I love calls like that. I want to be challenged and I want to challenge you guys because we got to figure out what is going on. Why is everybody so angry? There's are graffitis everywhere. There's poop There's there's piss everywhere. This is not who we are as New Yorkers. This is not who we are as Americans. And I know Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris would love nothing more than our country to turn into another San Francisco part two, but we are not going to allow that to happen. I'm Lydia Serrano. I follow me at Lydia News, L I D I A N E W S. That's on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Just add the one at the end. I'll be right back.
3: Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show.
1: Welcome back to The Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. That's Alive by Pearl Jam. I oh, love Pearl Jam, they're so good. Eddie Better. Uh let's go to the phone calls because we do have a hard break coming up in just a few minutes. Let's go to who did I want to talk to? Oh, Paul from Westchester. We gotta talk to my Westchester person.
4: Hi, Lydia. It's Paul Carchetta. How are you?
1: Good. How about you, sir?
4: Good, good, good. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for being on the radio and thank you for what you stand for with AOC and the Biden clan. It's disgusting what's happening to this country. I don't know why we're all not getting together and stopping the
1: madness. Stopping the madness. Thank you, Paul. You're right. And that's what we do. We got to keep calling these people out. I want to play a little something for you. Uh, This is a news report that I heard over the weekend, and I just couldn't believe it. This is uh, number six. Let's play it. I contacted the school and I asked them if they were able to confirm that there was not a man actually sleeping in the same cabin as the girls. Uh, they were not able to confirm that. So that was a parent, and she, her daughter, comes home from school, uh, from a camp, a three-day sleepaway science camp, and she's like, "Mommy, what does they mean? What does them mean when somebody says that? Because basically, guys with dinglings. Okay, I'm going to use the word dingling. They came in. Guys with ding could you imagine if you, you have, a t- my daughter's five, if you send your kid off to sleepaway camp for school and grown men, not other boys, I'm talking about grown men are sleeping in bunk beds with them, showering with them, not with them, with them, but in the same area and all these other things. And this is according to school officials, this is they're following California state law. That is what's going on in our country. They are brainwashing our kids. They're bringing in sex educators. That's what's happening at some of these elite schools here in New York City. Why does my four or five year old need to know what a vulva is at this point? She barely knows how to wipe her butt properly. This is how nuts they're. They're. I swear. I swear to God, I think they're mentally deranged at this point. We're going to be talking more about this story, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because. The kids are our future. I don't want to sound like some Whitney Houston. I believe the children are our future, but they are. And so if we do not make sure that they have the right tools to understand between right and wrong and they and them and him and her, then we are screwed. We are screwed, okay? So we have to worry about how our kids are being treated, what they're being taught. I'm Lydia Serrana in for Greg Kelly. Uh, I got no. Do I have any lines open? I got no phone lines open. OK, so I'm going to take your phone calls. I know because the time goes by really quickly. Uh, you could follow me on social media. I'm L.I.D.I.A. Last name is spelled with a C U R C-U-R-A-N-A-J. I'm a uh, am ethnic Albanian, uh, American, of course. American first mom, Catholic. And then uh, you can follow me on social media. Lydia News, N.E.W.S. because I was a reporter for a very long time. I'll be right back.
0: You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. I believe the children
1: are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Oh, Whitney Houston. I loved her. Give them a sense. That beautiful voice once in a lifetime. Make it easier. Let the children's laughter. Remind us how we used to be. Oh, Everybody Mariah Carey and her. I love me some Whitney Houston. Oh, I've, I talked about this before, but it's really sad what's going on with our kids. The CDC, by the way, this is Lydia Serrani filling in for Greg Kelly. Uh, The CDC just issued new developmental milestones, new ones, okay? Why, you're like, well, why would they need to, you know, if you have a kid, right, you go to the pediatrician's office, right, and they'll tell you, well, your child should be crawling at this point or saying X amount of words. Now, crawling is no longer a milestone. Walking, you should be walking, kids should be walking by 12 months. Now they put it to 18 months, and talking changed from 12 months to 15 months, they're basically lowering the bar. And you know why? Because of the masking. Because they are seeing, I have spoken to several speech, patho- speech pathologists and therapists. They have told me they have seen record number of kids with speech delays, with issues. Kids, the way they learn is even by facial expressions. Could you imagine if you're a baby and you're trying to look at somebody and they, they're they unable to really fully communicate and they have to look at a person's face and they can't because there's a mask they can't talk because there's a mask. This is hurting our kids like you and, and it's become like a part of their ideology. Now, before we went to break, I talked about this story that's going on in California, this report about these camp counselors that identify as they and them. They're men, men with ding men with the ding a ling. I keep saying it because I that you have to understand like that's this is these are not post op people, okay? These are people that still have it and they can just say, hey, I decided to be a horse today. I'm deciding to be a donkey today. I'm a man today. I'm a whatever today. It's going to keep going and it's going to keep getting worse. So I want you to listen. That was a a parent you heard before. Now I want you to listen to the reporter. Uh, This is from KTLA in uh, Los Angeles. Number seven.
3: The parents say their fifth-grade girls told them some of the biologically male counselors at Camp Pali in San Bernardino identified as they, them, and spent three nights sleeping in cabins with the young girls. They're asleep, they use the shower, they go to the restroom. Camp Pali confirms, per California state law, we place staff in cabins they identify with. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. If that was my my husband, Victor, if he's listening right now, and if that happened to my daughter, Julia, (laughs) oh, he would get cray-cray. He would get crazy. I can't even imagine what what Victor would do if he found out we sent Julia off to camp and some guys were sleeping in her room and were showering next to her. Oh, my God. No bueno. No bueno. Thank God. I'm sure there there must not be a lot of Albanians uh, out in uh, Orange County. Let's go to Joe from Brookhaven.
4: Uh, Lydia, hi, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you, Joe. You're live with Lydia.
4: Yeah. Well, listen, you—you are the rock star. I love this station. You are a rock star. Your ideology, I agree with everything. I'm, and you—you you are a genius. I was gonna. I, you just got me so angry because <laughs> I just found out that i i will say I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm Irish and I'm pissed off. Yeah, Irish. Long Island.
1: Yeah. I just
4: found out my daughter, my wife told me the other day at high school, I got 10 children. I can go on this with the mask. I belong. We're doing unmasked kids. I got an organization I belong to. We're fighting this. We're, and thank God you're fighting this. But with this, I just found out the other day, my wife said, I had no idea. The junior high and high school have gender-neutral bathrooms. I got a... My daughter's in 7th grade, and I got another one in 11th grade, and that's my two daughters besides all the boys. But I'm furious about that. We're going to go fight this this week. Uh, You can't. And I I don't want to get. I was calling about AOC to piggyback on that. Would you mind if I talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. What do you have to say? Yeah. Oh, well, everything. I like. I caught what you said. I got into the van. And then I don't know if you covered it. She kissed the ring of Al Sharpton. I don't know if you knew that. And Mm. she's a Bernie Sanders disciple. Yep. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So everything she does is choreographed. There's not one thing natural out of her. And uh, she's okay. I won't say she's beautiful. She she, acts, she dresses nicely and everything, but that's my opinion. But everything's choreographed, because and she's talked to the kids looking in the little cameras. She's got three things with all the talking points written out by somebody else, and she's chewing the candy, and she's indoctrinating our children. That started years ago eating
1: the candy. Oh, and talking all in a weird little girl voice. She has- does talk. Joe, Joe, jo, thank you. Fighting Irish. Fighting Irish mad. Yes, she does talk in that cute little little girl voice. And like, she seems so harmless. Like, what? What? I'm just so cute. And I have my big brown eyes and I wear the red lipstick and I've got my long brown hair. And she is dangerous. She is dangerous. That woman is dangerous. Her ideology is the fact that Schumer won't even stand up to her. Remember in Buffalo he backed this socialist candidate for mayor there, and they ended up writing in a, the, the former mayor in as the as the new mayor, and that was a that was a AOC back candidate. Like he, Schumer, Pelosi, all the we cannot be afraid of the AOCs, the Rashida Tlaibs, the Cory Bushes, the Joy Reeds, all these radical lefties because they are not represented. We have a lot. You're in New York. I'm in New York. Most of my friends are Democrats. Most of them are. I would say 90 percent of them are. A lot of my friends had no idea I even leaned to the right because I was a journalist. I was at Fox 5 for seven years. Before that, I was at News 12. Before that, I was in South Carolina. I even worked at CBS. And when you're a journalist, you are not supposed to, okay? You're not supposed to, and I followed that. I'm like old-school journalism. You don't talk to people about your politics because you're supposed to remain neutral. So now that I'm able to, now that I've crossed the line into opinion, a lot of my friends are like, wow, I had no idea you felt that way. I said, yeah, because I... I prided myself on being a unbiased, bipartisan, neutral journalist, but now I'm able. Thank God, I'm here at the you know this great, fantastic WABC radio station owned by John Catsimatidis, and I'm allowed to express my feelings as long as I have the facts to back them up. And you know that that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to back up everything we say with facts. And the facts are our kids are being hurt. AOC is a fraud. Every, every single one of their policies are hurting people, are hurting the very people they claim to be protecting. More black people died during the whole Black Lives Matter protest than they were ever killed by police during that period of time. What happened to George Floyd was murder. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, it was murder. And that guy now, Chauvin, is in jail for murder for what he did to him. That was horrible. That was disgusting. He was crying out for his mother. I don't want to hear. I know if you guys are going to call me up and be like, no, he was a drug. I ended I no. I'm going by what the jury said. It was murder. And I looked at all the facts. It was murder. That was a bad cop. But not all cops are bad. And not everybody should be painted with such a broad brush. And this whole masking thing, now even MSNBC says it's not even about the science anymore. Yeah, it's not about the science. There is yet to be a single study, a single really hardcore good study that definitively shows that masking kids works. In fact, I have seen opposite studies that they said kids are not the vector for this virus. They don't spread the virus. It's the teachers. It's when they get together. There's no reason why in Eastchester, the kids there, that's a a well-to-do suburb of New York City. The kids are eating in the hallways. You even hear in New York City until it got really cold, they were all eating outside. And there's no reason for it. It's the teachers that are spreading it. Kids don't spread the virus. And now MSNBC, a political reporter, admits that some Democrats... Are, have tied up their politics, the identity of masking. It's about their ideology. It's about them showing the world I conform and I am I am I am a Democrat and I am anti-Trump. N- number four, listen.
0: So I think there's going to be a challenge for a lot of democratic leaders to get their base comfortable with the idea of going back to normal. I mean for the past two years, so much of the identity of what it meant to be a, a Democrat to to follow the science was tied up in masking and following these rules and regulations and uh, if you didn't do that, you were you know a bad person. you were ron desantis you were you were a denier
1: and look at Ron DeSantis, look at Florida. Remember they said. He was such a horrible person, yet there are a lot more old people that live in Florida, right, than they live here in New York, right? And we know that uh, COVID kills the elderly. It kills people with comorbidities, all these things, and yet, look, look, look at our death rate compared to theirs, right? And you'd never, and, and God forbid if you were to say about vitamin D. Remember back then we'd said vitamin D levels. We've seen that, that correlation among the people that were dying from covid that they had low levels of vitamin D that 80% of them were morbidly obese that they had diabetes that's why you saw more black people or people of color dying from covid it wasn't because COVID, it wasn't because they weren't allowed to get the medical treatment they needed despite what you'll hear from the radical lefties it's because they were more they they tend to have more obese people black people tend to be more obese and have more higher incidence of diabetes and made them more vulnerable to the virus that's what it's all about. That's why they, they try to, the Democrats or whoever, whatever you want to call them, they try to dumb everything down into everything being racist or Trump's fault. Don't allow them to insult your intelligence anymore. That's why as a kid I was, like, more liberal because I wasn't as educated. I didn't know as much. I wasn't as worldly. And then you'll notice as we get, all of us get older, we kind of tend to lean more and more right and become more and more conservative. That's because we're more educated. That's all it is, and we know about what's really going on because in a you're like, oh, yeah, it sounds so great to be able to help people and give them money and make every – it's not fair how they live. But then when you hear the reality of it, it's like, well, that person maybe needs to get arrested, right? I'm serious. People need to get arrested because some people will only get help if they're forced. If a judge says to them, you either go to rehab or you're going to jail. How about that? And then people go to rehab and they get better. Or maybe they're so strung out on drugs that they need to go to jail in order to get off the drugs because that's the only other way they'll get clean. Or the only way they're going to get the meds that they need for their mental illness is if they're in a jail type of setting. But you got Eric Adams. He's trying to clean up the subways, but they're still not giving him the tools he needs. He's saying all the right things. He says he wants to invoke Kendra's law to 1999 statute that allows judges to require people to get medical treatment. But the problem is with that, they don't have to do inpatient treatment and the judge can't require them to take their medications. So then how's that going to help? And then, you know, they should just I mean, honestly, he just like you. who, who called before? Was it Mike that said he needs to meet up with Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, say what you want about Rudy he used these common sense principles, broken windows. Why is it? This is not right. Take a drive down the Deegan. I drive it every single day almost unless there's traffic, which is like a lot of times. You'll see all the graffiti. You just see graffiti everywhere. You see trash everywhere. Now you're seeing it at all the playgrounds. And the Deegan, those areas that I drive through on the Deegan, it's the I-87 here in New York. You, Those are like kind of through the Bronx. It's not fair. They're getting the brunt of this. Seriously, like if you if the Democrats truly cared about people of color, they would not allow this to happen anymore. They would say we're tired of our people, our first responders, our essential workers, because those are the majority of people that take the subways. We're tired of hardworking people, people of color getting stabbed and getting pushed in front of trains. We're sick of it. We're sick of not being able to walk down the street. I'm tired of seeing my child's playground covered in graffiti and the drug dealers on the corner. I'm tired of it, but they don't care. Has Andrea Stewart Cousins paid a visit to the Edenwall projects over there by Spellman High School, where I went to high school? has she paid a visit to the Schlobaum Housing Project, which is right there in her district there in Yonkers in the Southwest side? Let her go talk to the people. How about Carl Hasty? How about AOC? When's the last time she was in the neighborhood that she claims to represent? When was she there? She's too busy partying it up in Miami and in Texas with the drag queens and with the elites. They don't care about us. They don't care about them. And the people, that's the sad part. People eat it up with a spoon, the liberals. They don't realize that they're being played. That's, how we, call, that's how, how we say it in New York. You're being played. Is it time to go to break? It's time to go to break. I'm going to take more of your calls when we come back. I'm Lydia Serrani, C-U-R-A-N-A-J, in for Greg Kelly, who has a much-deserved day off. He'll be back tomorrow. And I sit alongside John Katzmatidis every night, 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And he has all the news you need to know in one hour. It's a great show. Got to listen to it. Cats at night. We'll be right back.
2: Greg Kelly.
3: This is the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Welcome back. Welcome. What? Hearing myself in my ear. Talk about the things Can you hear me? Where are the things wears. Welcome back. This is Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Uh, I love that song, Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion. So let's go to the phone calls. We got only a few minutes left. Uh, let's go to Sam from Woodside, Queens.
2: great shot. Okay, our leadership is failing us. Okay, now I, I have a solution, but we'll have to wait until twenty twenty four for it to, uh, you know, come come true. Uh, Judge Janine and Laura Trump, President and Vice President, Donald Trump Sr., uh, Voice of America in the United Nations, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State. Rudy Giuliano, Giuliano, USAG. Okay, also, Eric Adams wants to send um, groups of people to help the homeless. Well, the first thing he has to do is get the billion dollars back from Shalane McRae de Blasio
1: they very homeless people. You're 100% right, Sam. Uh, we, uh, you know, I've been talking about that, that we need to know where that money went. I mean, talk like what? We want to go back on Trump's taxes from 10 years ago and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, Shirlene McCray, we don't know what she did with the billion dollars with de Blasio. Check the Swiss bank accounts. Check Bahamas. Check the Virgin Islands. Sweden. God only knows the Swiss bank accounts where all that money went. Oh, my God. It's really it's really sad. It's really, really sad that they're obsessed with Trump. They're obsessed with trying to prove their narrative, to prove their point that he was a criminal. Do you know why they hated Trump? Because he wasn't like them. He was an outsider coming in. Most people that get into politics, they do it because they want power. They want to make more money. They want control. Trump already had all that. He already had the power. He already had the influence. He already had the money. He went in. Because he wanted to make a difference to kind of bring America back. He was never even a Republican. He was a Democrat. I'm a registered, you know, independent, you know, it's not it. it, He was just but that's why they hated him. They hated him because he wasn't them. That's why he didn't want to go along with the status quo. He was sick of it. And then as soon as they saw like, oh, shoot, the jig is up. This guy wants to like drain the swamp. That's when they kind of had a coordinated attack and tried to get rid of him. And meanwhile, Hillary Clinton... Oh, my God. Imagine she runs again. You know Dick Morris thinks that AOC and Hillary Clinton will be up for the Democratic nomination? Who's worse? I'd vote for Hillary over AOC. I really would, because AOC, God only knows what she would do with the money. I don't don't even know. She's so stupid. Hillary's not stupid. She's not stupid. That I can tell you she ain't stupid. Uh, Let's go to Marie from Long Island.
3: Hi, Lydia. Uh, Great, great program. Listen, I just want to makes the point about AOC's comment she doesn't have time in her personal life to, to buy proper furniture, and she's thrust into this job, and it's 24 hours a day. I wish, sincerely, all of the single parents, mothers and fathers in her districts heard her say that, because there has to be time in the day if you know what you're doing and have any respect for yourself. So it it's a ridiculous comment completely. And what about all of the people who are thrust into 24-hour day, 7-day a week responsibilities because of the shootings, because of the deaths that they're not ta- now taking care of their or their grandchildren or their their parents are dead and they have other responsibilities or those who have to take on responsibilities of their senior citizen parents all of a oh, sudden. Oh, they could but care she can't
1: get a mattress? She can't get a mattress, she can't get a chair. She needs a brain. That's what she does. She needs a brain. If only a hotter brain. I loved Wizard of Oz. That was like one of my favorite movies of all time. Love me some uh, Judy Garland. Uh, Let's go. I feel bad. Francis from Long Island.
0: Hey, how are you? Um, I just wanted to touch base with you. And and a lot of the conservative voters feel that because of the questionable electoral process in the United States, we're going to refrain from voting. Now, I brought this up with my senator. Phil Boyle was very good, very accessible, and he said he was working on voter ID. But if there's no ID, a lot of people are disenchanted right now. They, yep. they, 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 you know, and I know it's the wrong thing, and everyone says, "Well, you got to vote because then they win." But listen, the 2020 election with Donald Trump was questionable. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone feels that way. I mean, and you can go, we, you know, listen, we talk to death, I mean, we talk at the death, um, about all the reasons that it's questionable. But if they don't do anything about it, they don't do voter ID, it's a problem. And it's a simple solution. Just trade off with them.
1: I know. I I agree. We're going to a break because I have a hard break because it's syndicated programming. But I agree with you. If they truly cared about voter integrity, the first thing they would say is we need need IDs. We need IDs for people so we know who's actually voting. I'm Lydia Serrana. It has been my honor and pleasure to be with you guys. I tell people all the time. Listen, whenever you lose your faith in something, pray. Pray, and you never know when God will. I'm, I'm saying something about God, and you're, like, jamming up the enter Sandman. <laughs> but listen to the listen to your heart, listen to your mind, and make sure that your family and your faith and your friends are your focus. God bless you guys. I'm Lydia Serrano, in for Greg Kelly, who will be back tomorrow. Have a great day.